I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. Today I have with us Tarla Makaev. I think I said that close to accurate there, right, Tarla? <laughs> I am yes, really yes. excited to have her here today. This is an interesting um, situation in that this is the first time we've actually spoken to each other live. We feel like we know each other really well, though, and that we've been, um, you know, online friends for, oh, uh, let's see, I guess maybe nine, 10 months now. And yet we have exchanged text messages and uh, voice memos to each other and messages in real time as if we were conversing back and forth. But just in that interesting way of utilizing the technology. And it's just funny that now, you know, finally, we are actually talking live, even though we feel like we've known each other. So I realized that when we were jumping on the call right before we pressed record, and I just wanted to share that with you because I don't know if any of you have ever had that experience, but it, it's a special experience when you realize and, and you connect with person in a new way, and yet it doesn't feel so disconnected that you think it may have. So that is just a little backstory, but um, the rest of the backstory is that Tarla and I met when we were both competing in Speaker Slam's um, speaking competition last fall. And that I've shared on my podcast before in a couple episodes about my, I shared my speech and I also shared about my journey and that my behind the scenes of that actual experience. And that's how I came to New Tarla. So um, I want to share with you a little bit more about what she actually does as her profession. She is referred to as the copy queen and Beverly Hills hypnotist. She's also a best-selling author, a digital course creator, online business and life coach, and certified hypnotherapist. And that's what we're going to delve into a bit more today. Uh, she helps creative, heart-centered women start their own purpose-filled businesses online and scale their brand with copy that converts while increasing their self-love. And the self-love part has a lot to do with certain ways she coaches and especially this aspect of hypnotherapy. So I am thrilled to have her on to talk more about that with us today so that you can help. Well, she'll tell us more about how this can help us move past events or things in our life that we may or may not be aware of that might be in the way of creating the life that we desire. So Tarla, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much, Cheris. Thank you. Yes. So anything else that I didn't say, anything that you want to share about yourself that wasn't covered in, in what I just said? I think I think you got it. I think it's good. Yeah. Okay. A lot more Oh, but I think that's good. 
Great. So um, when we first connected, you actually reached out to me and um, and then we we found we both definitely had some commonalities in prior family, uh, you know, experiences, traumas in in a sense. I mean, not exactly the same, but certainly relatable. And and then you've really seemed to have taken it on a life mission of continuing to heal yourself and help mm-hmm. others heal. And as I have too, that is a, a, a those are two big purposes in my life and and things that I'm committed to. And I really feel that you can't do one without the other. So um, that is what I've seen you exhibit from what I've gotten to know about you through our communications. So I first thing wanted to see, you know, what do you have to say to share about that, about your own healing journey and or how you're continuing to do things to help yourself while also wanting to help others? Yeah. So thanks for asking. So a little bit about my story as, um, you know, and for the audience is that I lost my dad, um, when I was a baby, when I was one, um, and obviously that's a trauma. So a lot of people may not really realize, but even when you're a baby, you're absorbing everything that's around you from, so from the ages of zero to eight, those are our formative years. So no matter what happens in that time, like you're very aware as a child, you're like a sponge. And so that happened. And then in addition to that, um, I ended up, uh, you know, losing my mom about almost 10 years ago. And so because of that, um, you know, being an only child, being an adult orphan, it's really impacted my life. And I've had to do my own version of healing, which I've done from, you know, a child all the way up until, you know, currently we, we're always healing every day. So I'm, I'm continuing on that journey. Thanks for sharing that. And that's right. I forgot that we had such a similar timeline with the fact of uh, when we lost our moms, because mine is coming up on 10 years this Thanksgiving. So I forgot that we had that timing in common too. Um, so tell us more about how you got into hypnotherapy and then also, and then also like what type of hypnotherapy and what it is. Because um, I know that when you and I were chatting and messaging back and forth, one of the things that I had asked you was, some people refer to hypnotherapy as, um, or one aspect of it that I think is true to some degree, but you can talk to this a little bit more, is, for instance, certain types of guided meditations that... um, you're not necessarily, you're very aware, you're very like, you you know what's going on. You're, you're, it, it's, a, you're a hundred percent present. There's no countdown. There's no like what you may have stereotypically thought of as being hypnotized, you know, that some people refer to kind of modern hypnotherapy. There's, there's an aspect of it that's more of a looser, not so deep guided meditation. And then there's the hypnotherapy that we either have seen in movies or on TV. That's like the person's laying down on the couch at the therapist's office. They go into a deep trance, you know, or they're up on a stage and something happens and they have no idea what's going on. And then they come out of it or they may be due, but it's the, you know, they get into a whole nother realm. So talk to us a little bit about what really is hypnotherapy as far as you're concerned and 
where these things fit in with what you're doing? Yeah, so um, I'm so glad you brought up the movies and the uh, stage hypnosis because this is uh, something that I have to really discuss because people don't know, but uh, those that's not what you'll experience in a hypnotherapy session and people are not aware. So, you know, these movies, there's a movie that just came out um, on, again, using a word in the title about hypnotizing people and people get this impression that there's all this mind control involved and so it can be scary to some and that's absolutely not what's happening a hypnotherapist cannot make you do anything you don't want to do so if it's not within your moral or ethical code of conduct you're never going to do it obviously i can't tell you something that you're going to do unless you would do it out of hypnosis number one on that um and then regarding stage hypnosis this is all for drama for show this is not what happens. You're not going to drop to the floor, nothing like that. I'm not going to get out a little uh, hanging, dangling, um, you know, clock that I'm moving back and forth. None of this that you've seen in movies and stage hypnosis is what hypnosis is as you experienced yourself. So you uh, took my free, uh, free hypnosis recording mm -hmm. audio, and it is just a natural relaxed state. So hypnosis is something we do every day. So when you daydream, when you watch a movie uh, and you've kind of tuned out the outer world when you read a book, uh, when you're in a store and someone's calling your name and you don't, you really kind of don't hear it, you've tuned out of that and you're focused on what's in front of you, you're in hypnosis. This is something we do every day. When you've driven somewhere and it's the same route maybe you've taken to go home many, many times and you're like, how did I even get home today? And you almost like don't remember, you were in hypnosis. So it's a very natural, relaxed state. And I'm forgetting what else you asked me in the question. I know there was another part. What too, about, so that. what about the, um, yeah, no, I, I did. I jumbled a couple things in there. So I'll back up. What about the, the guided meditation aspect of hypnosis? That is, um, I'm going to say milder than what you, what I understand you do in your actual, uh, paid practice. So can you describe that difference? You know, that, being gu guided meditation that I've I've had mentors and people guide me and they've described it as hypnotherapy in a sense. What where does that fall in this? Yeah. So so what what you did with the and we'll we'll tell the listeners at the end about this free hypnosis that that was really hypnosis. So hypnosis is when um, at the very beginning we're bringing you into a hypnotic state. Now everyone does this a little differently. I have a technique of it's a very quick we call this an induction, it's an eye roll. So we're getting you into the alpha or theta state, typically the alpha state, so it's a more relaxed state. Beta is the waking state. So that is the part that's different. We're getting you into that state, and then we're walking you downstairs. A lot of people have know about this imagery where you're walking down, you're going deeper into your subconscious, so we're inducing a hypnotic state when you're in hypnosis. When you just listen to a meditation, maybe on a yoga app or something like that, it's not hypnosis. So it's, and when you do the visualizations, this is more for relaxation purposes. Now, some general hypnotist, hypnotist, I'm sorry, hypnotists will, um, they will do something like a visualization that will be part of the practice. But for RTT, which is rapid transformational therapy, I was trained through Marissa Peer, we are doing 
a more complex hypnotherapy and we are in most hypnotherapists we regress you so if you're in a session it's completely different than just listening to a recording you're going back to your childhood and with some hypnotherapists you're going back to past life now I I personally don't believe in that and it's not something that Marissa teaches because uh, I'm, I'm a Catholic Christian um, and so it's not something I practice but in a session if someone does go back to past life and that's what they tell me then we work with that and I'm totally open to that um, but I'm bringing someone back their childhood. So there's kind of two things we can address here. It's like what happens with an actual hypnotherapist in a session. And then when you're just listening to the recordings, the difference between the meditation and the hypnosis is that nobody, there is no induction, basically. You're not being induced into hypnosis. You're just going straight into the meditation. And then you're not being okay. counted out of hypnosis at the end. Okay. And so that, so actually, so we'll get to how you got into it. That'll, that's the other question. We'll get there in a second. But now this is a perfect timing, I think, to, to share a little bit of my, my experience with your recording because I, I did it twice earlier this week. And um, the first time I did it, it, it was first thing when I woke up, but I, I woke up a little early. So I was a little bit groggy. And sometimes in that moment, I'll lay on the couch with grab Heidi, my dog, and we'll lay there and I'll see if I fall back asleep or if I'm going to just relax or just snuggle with her for a little bit and then get up and move on. So I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but I thought, oh, I just felt like this is a good morning. I'm going to do this. So what happened is I I, I now know exactly what you're referring to. You did the a certain uh, com- described how we should do our eye at the beginning and to kind of get us into that state. And then we, and then going down the stairs and this whole thing. Well, I think I made it through halfway or two thirds and then I dozed off or sort of, I mean, I don't remember the last third of it for sure. And yet I came alert when I heard you say four, three, and I, and then I was like, what just happened? So really interesting that, I mean, I would say I've, I really felt like I fell asleep because I literally did not remember a whole chunk. However, I must have been paying attention or had something online. So I'd love for you to share with us, you know, if anybody tr- uh, does, and we'll share the recording at the end we'll, after we talk more about all this, of course, but it was certainly was, was relaxing. And I love the things you're saying in it. So talk to us about what happens if you fall asleep whenever you're listening to a recording like this, for instance? Yeah, so that's a great question. So whenever you fall asleep, when you're listening to a recording, which is totally fine, that's your body's way of relaxing. So you're, you're going to sleep. Um, and what, just I should address this. When we roll up the eyes, the reason behind that is that's what happens when you sleep, when you start to go to a REM state. And that's why. So it's the relaxed state. So if you happen to fall asleep, people ask me this question all the time, you're, you're fine because your subconscious mind is always listening. That's why you can go to sleep at night and if something falls in your house on the ground, it will wake you up because your ears are always open for business. They're, they're always listening. And so that's what's great about hypnosis. If you, in an ideal world, right, you, you really are listening to it awake, but still when you're falling asleep, it's great because you know there's no resistance either. You can't resist what you're listening to, but you're not going to resist it in hypnosis um, because we're making all these suggestions, which is also wonderful. But uh, you're you're even more 
um, malleable is the word I'm looking for when you're completely asleep, so it's great too. And um, the reason why you woke up at the end, uh, and we were talking about this earlier, is when I'm counting you back up, is that you really were paying attention, you were listening, and so you responded to my suggestion to basically wake back up, it's time to get back with your day, and you were responsive, so that was awesome. Okay, cool. And you know, it that you just reminded me, I am a person who will often, almost all the time, fall asleep during massages, even a pretty deep tissue massage that can be that for me, kind of a blissful, slightly painful, but that it releasing and feels very good to me. Um, and yet I will often fall asleep. So a lot of these things that are meant to relax, you know, I, I can go there, I guess, and that kind of go sometimes to that all the way, which, yeah, it, it seemed I didn't, I felt very relaxed and I loved it. And there's something else I want to comment about, about the recording, because I think it's interesting. And for people who, uh, and it's all about self-love. It's it's fantastic what she's talking through in the recording. It'll make you feel very good. Um, the you Your voice and tone and inflections and the way you're speaking is very different than the way you speak like right now. Can you talk to us a little bit yes. about that? Like I'm sure you were trained to do it that way. It's it's very, I want to say maybe melodic. Is that a way to describe it? Um, and so I just talk, talk to us about that because they will notice a big difference and I'm sure it's intentional. I can't imagine that it's not. Yes, it is intentional. So when you hear me now, I tend to be a fast speaker in real life and kind of very animated. Um, and it's called the hypnotic voice. And so we're using certain tones for different reasons. So you'll experience that a lot more personally one-on-one -on -one in a session. Um, at sometimes our voice will be more commanding. At sometimes it will be more monotone. Um, typically it's more monotone when we're starting and you may have noticed that um, it's really to kind of bore your mind. So you're just gonna tune out and start really focusing then after we go down the stairs into what I'm saying. And yes, so for emphasis on some words, we will get, like you said, more melodic. Um, and it's, there's, yeah, there's a, a reason behind the voice, but it's also meant to um, relax people, you know, so when, I'm not gonna speak in the same quick tone. So it's just very uh, meant to induce hypnosis. And that's really what we're doing with the hypnotic voice. I think there's, um, I know uh, some of the audience may be familiar with Joe Dispenza. He's not a hypnotherapist, and yet I know he's, his organization and, and all that he does around um, what I, th I think he describes as, and what I would describe as meditation, um, is uh, there's been a lot of science he's done around um, what works for in the voice and the things. So uh, similarly... If anyone's ever listened to him, he sounds very different when you're just hearing him in an interview. And that, like the literally the first time I listened to one of his meditations, I was like, well, I don't know about this because it was so uh, different to me and very purposeful. I could tell and it threw me off a little bit. But then over time, I got used to it and actually, you know, I, I think I can see and understand now why it works. And so then when I heard your being different as well from how I knew you from your voice memos, um, that also sprung in my mind. I was like, I know there's a reason for this. They're, they're, 
you know, this is coming from literally scientific data around what is working to change our brain so that we absorb it. Because if they just speak to us how they speak in interviews, that's not going to shift us. That's day daytime um, zone, right? I mean, is that... Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Because if I talked to you like this, you wouldn't be very relaxed. I'm a fast talker. <laughs> but this will not be happening in a hypnosis. It's very slow and very intentional. And, you know, you're walking down the stairs, you're going deeper. But, you know, that, I mean, that's not exactly my hypnotic voice. But it's, you know, it's... It, we want to make you relaxed in a session so that, especially in a, a session where you go into regression, because you're not going to regress if you're not feeling relaxed. So it's all about making someone feel at ease and also just slowing down. We have fast paced lives. So we're always on the move and blah, 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 very quick. So we just want to relax you so that you can really connect with your subconscious mind. That's great. Okay, so thanks for explaining that because if this is really new to people, like if they've never listened to anyone like Joe, like I said, he's not a hypnotherapist, it's different, but just the fact of having hearing this kind of melodic, different kind of, of um, thing in a recording, I just I think it's important for them to know what to expect. And I also hope it actually intrigues you. You know, if you're listening to this, you're like, what is Cheris talking about? Why is this, why is she even bringing this up? Um, then, you know, you can go check it out later. But um, now let's circle back to, what got you into wanting to learn how to do this? Did you experience it yourself first? Like what what pushed you and pulled you, you know, what prompted you to do to get the certification? Yeah, I'm I'm very intuitive. So I, I think that's my initial response. But basically, you know, I'm a self-help uh Junkie may not be the right word, but that's how I feel. I mean, I love all the self-help, personal development. And so just going back to after losing my dad, you know, I remember being a teenager and going in Barnes and Noble and always looking at the self-help section and looking at the books and just trying to figure out answers like, why did this happen? Why did this happen to me? Why was I the kid without the dad in school? Why? And so I started like that. And then when I lost my mom, you know, that's another trauma. And I am an only child, so I'm an adult orphan. I you know, have extended family, but they weren't really there for us while my mom was, uh, I was a caregiver to her. So I felt very alone. And I was just trying to work through that. So I tried different things. I tried EMDR, eye movement, desensitization mm -hmm. and reprocessing for trauma, which was great. Um, I did neurofeedback uh, on my brain for just kind of anxiety. And I tried all these things, but when I was at my EMDR, um, she was a psychologist, a therapist, she, I don't know why I said, you know, I really interested in hypnosis and, and she um, kind of uh, talked to me about that. And so we talked about it and I eventually ended up hiring a hypnotherapist to try hypnotherapy. I was just always intrigued by it. And I thought, you know, this is kind of a last stop for a lot of people. It's their last resort. When they've been fed up with everything, they'll often turn to hypnosis. It's like, well, let me just try that. That's the last stop. And that's kind of how I felt. I felt like I got healing with the others, but that this would be even more powerful. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that I was very fortunate to have an amazing mother. And what she didn't realize is my entire life, she hypnotized me. She didn't even know she was doing it. I didn't know she was doing it. She said, you're the best. You're the prettiest. You're the smartest. You're the greatest. It was like on repeat. And when I lost her, when she passed away, I felt like 
I lost a lot of my own self-belief and I didn't realize how pivotal she was in helping me create such a successful career that it was her on repeat in the background constantly telling me I'm the best, I'm the greatest, all this stuff. And so then I wanted like a recreation of that. And that's what hypnosis is. So someone is, what I love about what I do is you're speaking positivity into people. And how much negativity do we hear on the news, on social media? And so you are just having someone We're inside our own, head, our own heads. <laughs> negativity inside our own heads. Yes. Yeah. 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 That critical inner voice that, that, you know, our own, yeah, our own inner bully. And so this is something that, and, and me, I'm human like everybody else. We all have our moments where we're doubtful or we're not speaking to ourselves in the best light. Right. And this is why self-love has become a theme for me and why I've been so interested in it. I think everything starts from there, including business, business and mindset. And that's a whole other topic. But that is how I really got interested. And then I felt like after I got my first um, hypnotherapy transformation recording from a hypnotherapist, it was just a general hypnotherapist at the time before I discovered RTT. I felt like, wow, someone's like saying the words basically that my mom would have said to me. And I just felt so good to hear that again. Because sometimes, hey, we'll have a friend in passing say, I'm proud of you. But you know, even, okay, even if you have a husband or a wife or you have that significant other, someone saying this wonderful stuff to you a lot, it's still nice to have recordings that you can put on at any time and get that love. We all need extra love. The world needs more love. And so it just was something for me that I'm like, here, I'm getting that. And when I do it in my own voice now, of course, it's, it's really even more powerful. I used to do recordings like that. And that's how I built a seven figure career. I, I listened to not hypnosis, but affirmations on my way to work and back, you know, that I was successful and I am successful as a copywriter, all this stuff. And that's how I built a seven figure career. And now I'm utilizing it, but to the extra degree with the hypnosis aspect. Are you saying you listen to your own voice saying those affirmations to yourself? Or back were they in, other? You mean with the... Yeah. When you said before... Yeah. Before... Back in the day, it was... Yes, it was. I was, I was, I don't know where I got the idea. It was before The Secret and that movie. It was before all of that. I somehow intuitively knew and I wanted to leave this job. And so I, you know, had bought, I was a copywriter in an agency and I bought a book, How to Make $85,000 as a Copywriter by Robert Bly. And now it's updated to 100,000. And I said, okay, this is proof that I can do that. So I said, I'm a successful copywriter earning $85,000 a year. I'm a freelance copywriter. I'm a successful copywriter. I'm earning $85,000, you know, variations of that. I recorded in my own voice. So there was no hypnosis. So I just want to be extra clear to anybody mm -hmm. listening. Mm -hmm. Do never listen to hypnosis when you're driving. This is, you cannot do that. This was just affirmations. And I put them on in my car in a cassette tape back in the day on my way to work and back. And I ended up leaving there with two, within two weeks. I left one day. It wasn't planned. I had my freelance career develop. And within the first year, working 10 hours a week, I made very close to that $85,000. And I programmed myself. Wow. Now I and know- And then it became, you know, it built up to six, you know, six figures, multiple six figures and a seven figure business. Yeah. That's phenomenal. I know for some of us, at least for me and some people I know, affirmations like that are a little bit of a challenge because they're easy to have- Part, you know, part of your brain will call it out really fast, like BS, no, you're not, because in the moment you're not. Um, so uh, it, I've learned different ways to tweak 
those kinds of affirmations that I do now, you know, for myself and for our clients. So I just wanted to point that out, that if anybody's tried affirmations and they didn't have it work for them, you're not alone. It works for some people. It works for Tarla. But um, many of us, it we can't get past that initial t- uh, uh, feedback you know, that's that's calling it out. And I think probably because partially because she immersed herself so much in it, it was so, uh, you were so committed to it. It wasn't just a one-time say it to yourself per day where you easily shoot it down. You'd listen to anything that much, then it probably would override the critical voice going against, you know, calling out that that's not true yet. So um, I just wanted to call attention to that because that's something that's, um, that I work with on my with clients who will sometimes struggle with affirmations. But back to hypnotherapy. So um, tell us um, more about, um, oh, I know, I wanted to ask you about the research, because I know I've seen information from you that you shared with me around all the research around hypnotherapy. So can you talk a little bit to that, even if you don't have all the data memorized, just talk to it a little bit about um, how powerful it is. Because I remember reading a lot of information from studies that you shared. And so just talk to that just for a moment. Yeah. And just going back to what you're saying, I, I completely agree with what you're saying about the affirmations. And I'll emphasize here that remember, I had my mom at the time, who was like my own little hypnosis, um, you know, person. And I also was listening to this while driving again there was no hypnosis to make right. that very clear it was only affirmations but i was doing something else so the way that affirmations can work more for some people if you're taking a walk you're not really paying attention it's in the background you're taking out the trash you're doing something else and you know you have your earbuds in i was driving i was paying attention obviously the traffic so if something was in the background it was like my little fairy on my shoulder telling me something and this is also why you want to do hypnosis because the critical voice that you're talking about exactly right that's because you're in your conscious mind and hypnosis you're in your subconscious mind that's why the people who have issues with the affirmations will not have that same problem with hypnotherapy so there's that um okay. regarding the the studies yes there are ivy league universities like you know stanford for instance that have done uh studies uh confirming the use of hypnotherapy uh, the uh, American Psychological Association in 2020, um, you know, came out with a, a, a statement really affirming uh, hypnosis, um, it, which was right at the beginning of the pandemic, I- ironically. And um, there are studies out there saying there was a, a psychologist, I believe from UCLA, I think it's Dr. Berrios uh, is his name. And there was this huge study that he did of like 2000 journals. and essentially he gave percentages in terms of how many sessions you would need to go to if you went to traditional therapy versus hypnotherapy and the hypnotherapy is 93 percent effective according to his study after six sessions whereas with general therapy i don't have those numbers in front of me but it was a tremendous amount of more sessions maybe dozens or hundreds and it was 30 percent effective or 37% according to his research, something like that. I'm, I'm a little off on the numbers probably, but um, I do want to say if you do have something that is really mental health related, you certainly do need to see a therapist or a psychologist or psychotherapist. So this is not in replacement of, this is in addition to, and in some cases, some people are not candidates for hypnotherapy if there are 
um, some certain issues. So I want to emphasize there's definitely a time to see a therapist. Um, this is just a different aspect of self-help. Yeah, I think that's, thank you for pointing that out because <clears throat> I have done therapy for multiple decades and it was I something that I did, like I will also specify when I work with people that coaching and therapy are different. And um, yes. when I started working with a coach myself, I was still seeing a therapist and they would come at my you know, issues, goals, challenges from different perspectives and from different approaches. And both were valid and helpful. And there's a reason to work with one versus another or to work with all, you know, at the same time, it, depending on what is going on in someone's life. And like you, I've explored a lot of different types of personal development and healing modalities, including EMDR I did just a few years ago. And I did find it helped me break through something. Um, and yet it was not the end all be all. I mean, really probably nothing is, but it's all these little pieces. And if we can find and, ex and be willing to experiment and try the different techniques, then we can see what works for us. And maybe one issue is more healed or more resolved or more let go in one, using one way and another issue can be let go in another way. Like I found EMDR helped me break through one thing. Uh, one breathwork session helped me break through another thing. EFT tapping helped me break through another thing. And it's just part of it is whatever was up for me at that time that I went for that type of, of uh, technique or therapy session. But it so it's also it's just timing like hey i have this thing going on and i wanted to try this and then just trusting that that was the best thing for me to to process that at the time um but i i really invite people to be open to try different things because you do not know unless you try and that's what you and i have found that's helped us not only help heal ourselves and continue to heal ourselves cuz i believe it's an ongoing process, um, but also help others. And so I just really invite people to be open-minded and, and I like to bring on different people, you know, with the different types of techniques onto the show to bring awareness. Because if we go back just even a handful of years, there's a lot of things that I wasn't aware of. Um, and really most of this I've learned about in the last decade, but a lot of it in recent years. And what I love is that it's being more openly talked about, you know, in general, mental health is no longer so much a stigma about someone having something wrong with them and a minority of the population. It's now more accepted, thankfully due to people in public um, you know, like celebrities and people that we see more often that are, that are bringing it, calling it out. And we're realizing and the public is seeing that they can identify with those people like, oh, they they seem like they have their act together. And yet they're saying they had a little mental health issue or a big issue or a breakdown or whatever. Or they're taking care of themselves and choosing to not do something. It makes me so happy to see that all of this is being more accepted. So, um, you know, anything you want to say to that? Cause I know, you know, we've, we've seen that progression cause yeah, I was around in cassette days too. <laughs> yes. 
And I say never be ashamed to get help. You have one life to live. Don't don't live it struggling. So whatever you need to do, like you said, any modality that works for you. Of course, I, I prefer hypnosis. That's what I love. But do whatever works for you. And yeah, seek out help. Don't be alone. Don't be ashamed because, you know, this is why I share my personal story online too. And then you're so open about yours as well. And it's like because we're going to help other people. And there are other people out there that have your same story. And if you don't share it with, at least personally with a therapist or however is right for you, then you're never going to know about that. But if you start sharing, you know, privately with somebody, a coach, a therapist, a hypnotherapist, whoever, then you'll see that you're going to get so much relief and help one way or another. And it's going to be so, so helpful for you. So yeah, don't ever be ashamed. I mean, I've gone through tons of therapy too. I have no shame in that. I mean, I do live in Los Angeles, so people are very open here and open to all this. But hey, we've all had trauma. If you've lived a day on this earth, you've had trauma. I mean, really, like everybody at some point has something that they have to heal. It's You're not human if you, you don't. It's just, it's not normal. Everyone has something. So I agree with you all, you know, take every step that you need to feel better because we're not here forever and you want to make the best use of your time and feel good. Absolutely. So um, anything that we haven't talked about in regards to hypnotherapy that you want to make sure that we touch on or that we learn from you today? Well, you thank you for asking amazing questions. You asked such great detailed questions. And I think just, you know, a lot of people um, associate it with these stage shows, like you mentioned at the beginning, or something, casting spells and all that. And And as I mentioned, I'm a Catholic and a Christian. And so trust me that for me, you know, I'm only doing this for, uh, to help other people. And I do think that you need to be aware of who you're going to. You're entrusting yourself, right, with a person. And you need to understand where they're coming from and what their beliefs are. And um, obviously, like, Anybody from any religion can come to me. I deal with everybody. But I just want people to know there's this super trendy culture online now um, that is not what I is relatable to me, this kind of witch culture. And so I think a lot of people think of hypnotherapy in that way. But this is not, you know, hocus pocus. This is therapeutic. And it's really hard to describe unless someone goes through a session. I mean, we're regressing you. So you're going through scenes in your life. There's three scenes typically that happened at an earlier age. It could be childhood or it could be 10 years ago. It could be adulthood. And with that particular issue, whatever you come for, for me, it's people come to me for self-love, uh, business success or relationship success. Then let's say it is self-love and confidence. So it seems related to that. And that is helping you uncover why you're having this issue by going back these times something happened. And then we're rewiring those beliefs. And then you're having a transformation. You have a recording that you get that I do on the call. And then you listen to it for 21 days. And so what people need to know is they need to be committed. They have to listen to these recordings regularly, daily for 21 days to 30 days, I say. That's 30% of the process in RTT and 70% of the session. RTT is different than traditional hypnotherapy because it combines uh, psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, CBT, 
NLP and neuroscience. So it's it's a lot more involved. But just, you know, if you're scared of hypnotherapy or you're not sure, you're unsure, make sure that you get the answers. Of course, if it's me, I'm happy to answer those questions on a consult. And I have a lot of information on my website and FAQs. But make sure that you're really informed if you're looking into it. And if it's something where you're just really resistant, don't do it. Because if you're already resistant, it's not going to work on you. Now, don't book a session if it's something you feel like this is against my religion or I've just this is not going to be for me. I say, that's fine. Don't book it. Try something else. You have to want to do this and you have to want to change uh, consciously for hypnotherapy to work subconsciously. Great point. You mentioned a couple acronyms I want to point out for people that may not know. CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy and NLP is neurological neuro-linguistic programming. And so um, I just wanted to mention to people in in case they were thinking you were referring to something related to cannabis, because it kind of sounds like that, (laughs) Um, just to clarify what those acronyms are if you're not familiar to these um, therapy different modalities. Um, So yes, absolutely. If you are resistant, you you know, wait, wait or don't, don't do it. But if you're intrigued and you're curious and you feel like something's pulling you a little. You know, I like to say we have an in, uh, an inner compass that can guide us. And it's like that little whisper. It's, I mean, sometimes it'll be louder, but it's not louder in a way of like, you better do this or else, um, because that is not, that is more our, our fear voice and our, our inner critic and all of that. But if you've got that whisper, that nudge that's kind of like, maybe this could help me, then I encourage you to check it out. And what's great is that Tarla is got a gift for us that I actually experienced myself, as I mentioned a couple days this week and really enjoyed it. So um, Tarla, tell us a little bit more about that and where to find it online. And there, the link will be in the show notes, by yeah. the way, as well. Yeah. So I have a free um, pure self-love hypnosis audio recording. So you can experience hypnotherapy. So I just want to let you know this is not RTT hypnotherapy. We only do that in session, but it's general hypnotherapy. So you will have a nice experience feeling all that self-love. Um, and you can find that at my website at uh, tarlamakayev.com. We'll have that written because I know no one will know how to spell that. Uh, in the free gifts tab, we'll have the exact link for that. You'll see some other uh, free gifts there as well, but the hypnosis re- recording is there. You just enter your name and email. It will come right off to you. You can download it and keep that forever. And you can listen to that daily for the 21 days if you really want to get the benefit. Or you can listen to it daily for into perpetuity. You can listen to it whenever you need a boost. You're about to give a speech or something. You want to feel that self-love. Listen to it uh, like uh, Cheris and I did. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the speech. But yeah, whatever. Uh, whenever you want to listen to it, you can. Great. And, um, and I, I really enjoyed it. So I, I encourage you to check it out. And then um, on, we'll have some other links to connect with Tarla online as well in the show notes. So you can go there. Because like me, she has a, you know, u- unique spelling kind of name. So just look below and grab the link to whatever you want to go check out. Um, now, uh, I always love to close our show with a, a quote. And Tarla has one of her favorite quotes to share with us today. Yes. Okay. And that quote is actually from my mentor, Marissa Pierce. So she's an award-winning, world-renowned hypnotherapist. Every word you say 
is a blueprint that your mind, body, and psyche want to make a reality. Beautiful. I love that quote. Beautiful. Thank you so yeah. much, Tarla. Thank you for connecting with me in the first place many months ago and um, and for coming on to share with us today about what may be new for some. And I hope that it um, expands our, you know, your, the audience's uh, repertoire of, you know, possibilities and maybe is the thing that could really help them move through something that's been holding them back. So thank you so much, Tarla, and have a great day, everyone. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cherish Your Life, and my website is CherishYourLife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city, Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend, Paul Suyelgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>